Good morning. It is time to get up with a Thursday night thumping. Travis and Tay-Tay into it. Russ and Sean, they were not. Oh, there's a lot to unpack, and we will. Meanwhile, looking ahead, will the D in Big D stand for Dak bouncing back in Los Angeles? And what happens if he doesn't? Plus, upset alert. Does anyone think Philly will not fly Eagles fly higher than the Jets on Sunday? Let's do this. It's a football Friday, people, and let's get it going right now. Here we go. Roger's firing up. Bartholomew's got a few tricks up his sleeve. Tannenbaum's got a few deals to make. Ryan Clark and Chris Canty will be along as well. It's a football Friday and here we go. Thursday night in Kansas City. It's the Chiefs. It's the Broncos. Kansas City has won 15 straight and you know who was in attendance last night? Donna Kelsey. <laughs> Just under six minutes left in the first quarter. Chiefs up 3-0. What is Russell Wilson doing here? Bad eyes right here. Hook curl to curl flat. You know, he saw the curl flat guy go to the flats, but he didn't see the hook curl expanding in his own. Bad eyes right there, Green. Tough start for Russell on the Broncos. Meanwhile, Travis Kelsey had himself a night. Nine catches, a buck 24. You talk about you know, a dynamic duel full of chemistry. He's finding the holes in his zones. He's just killing you a death by a thousand paper cuts. Absolutely. That's what it was for Kansas City last night. Nothing spectacular, but just consistent. And most of it was Kelsey. And again, uh, Brittany Mahomes seemed to love the action that she was seeing out there. Look at her. She's getting all excited. Uh, that's Brittany Mahomes. Uh, okay, later in the drive. Uh, they said I talk about Taylor Swift too much. Uh, Chiefs third and goal at the Denver three. That's Kadarius Tony for the touchdown. His first of the year. Chiefs up 13-0 at halftime. Six minutes to go in the third. Broncos down 16-0. Here's another pick from Russell. This one, not his fault. And they're able to move the ball, but tips and overthrows. He's a short quarterback. He needs windows to throw through. Uh, Kansas City knew that, and they uh, swatted him often early. Chiefs, another stop on defense. Fourth quarter, still scoreless on the Broncos. It's Wilson. It's Cortland Sutton in the corner of the end zone. This one is initially ruled incomplete. Sean Payton challenges, and he is successful. What a catch. Great play. He's auditioning. Please help me. Come <laughs> for me. Get me out of here. I can help you win. <laughs> they got two weeks to make it happen. Two minutes left in the game now. Broncos down 19-8. Still a semblance of a chance to yeah. AP Ryan, they turn it over again. Chiefs win it 19 to 8. Russell, 95 yards passing and two picks. What? After the game. Not great. Let's talk. We, we had a chance, and I think we just got to play better, play cleaner. We've been playing, you know, really good ball and offense for, you know, you know, for the past several weeks. And I think the best thing we can do is just keep believing, play cleaner. Um, I got I to gotta play better. And, and uh, that's, that starts with me. And, you know, I know I'll respond the right way. So, by the numbers, it's one of the worst games of Russell Wilson's <laughs> career. Again, 95 yards, only the third time he's thrown for fewer than 100. His QBR was 10.1 on a scale of 1 to 100. That is the second lowest of his career. So, Mike Tannebaum, a nation turns its lonely eyes to you. And, and I think back to what you told me you expected to happen before this season began. The Broncos wake up this morning at 1-5. What's the next move? Sean Payton is putting everybody on notice that I didn't acquire you. You're here. You wouldn't have been here if it was up to me. And you could be benched. And Greeny, we got 18 days to the trade deadline. Jerry Judy, Graz mentioned someone like Josie Jewell. And even Russell Wilson, who has guaranteed money, they are all available. And Sean Payne has a really big bat. 
in that facility and he is beholden to nobody and he is saying, you know what? I told the ownership when I took this job, this is a massive rebuild and look at the product I inherited. Why do you Whoa. look like that part? He said it was a massive rebuild. This was a team that you know, great quarterbacks were clamoring to go to because of the talent. You know, I think Sean Payton has to take a lot of credit because some of the decisions I'm sure we'll get to later uh, contributed to the loss. So he's compounding the, the, the bad decision-making because he's making bad decisions as the leader of this team. And maybe can we say that he's making having a worse coaching job that we've ever seen? Yeah. Oh. Same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. And he's doing a worse job than Nathaniel Hackett did last year because they were in a better situation. The defense played better. We don't even recognize the defense even though they played better last year um, than they played this year. But he's made them worse. Greeny, to that point, Hembo reminded me of this. 229 starts between Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Last night's QBR by Russell Wilson was worse than any time in 229 starts with Drew Brees. In fairness, look, Kansas City's defense is good. Uh, Broncos short week on the road. All those things are hard. But this was the low point, right? I mean, Russell Wilson's had some lows this season and others. People have spent this whole week trying to tell me how good he's been this year. Uh, last night certainly was not an argument on that side. Everything's relative. He had, for the first four games of the season, five games of the season, been better than he was last year. But that's not saying much, right? And then last night it was a complete disaster. So I think the point Mike T is making is a good one. If you're Sean Payton, you come in here, and now you're one and five. And, you know, your mandate is to, is to make the team into a championship team. And if you say, well, I can't win with this guy, I can't win with this guy, we need picks. Let's see who we can move out of here in the next couple of weeks before the trade deadline. And then in terms of the quarterback, you know, what do we do? Do we, do we take a look at Jared Stidham at some point? Do we, you know, do we think about how, where we're going to be in the draft and what we can do at the position next offseason? How movable is Russell Wilson's contract? I think all that stuff, all those conversations are happening very soon, if not already. Here's the, the first problem that you have, just organizationally speaking. And I understand there was an ownership change, which sometimes leads to this sort of thing. But in consecutive seasons, they have essentially given total control of the organization to two different people, right? They became the Denver Russell Wilsons two off seasons ago. Now they're the Denver Sean Paytons, and he wants to get rid of Russell Wilson. Well, we don't know that, but it, he could, yes. Oh, fair enough. Sure. But, but we're speculating that he might. Look, after last night, it'd be kind of tough to think otherwise. Let's go to the first pick, because I want to try and figure out how much of the blame. Look, the Broncos are a mess, okay? It is an unfortunate mess. Yes. This is a team that was bad last year and has gotten worse. Let's look at the first Russell Wilson interception. His eyes never move. Right, he's staring down the receiver, but he's seeing the hook, the curl flat guy, right, go to the flat. So he's reading the defender. The defender moves from one zone to the next. So watch right here. The first guy, see, he's in the curl window. Now he goes from the curl to the flat, but the hook curl guy expands his zone from the hook to the curl. So he never sees that guy undercutting. That's basically cover three, four underneath, three over the top, and he doesn't read it. He's reading the one defender. When the defender moves, he don't realize that somebody else is replacing him. That is elementary football. Cover three is something that we learn from Little League, that we understand that if you send somebody to the flats, that it's somebody, and usually the widest guy is responsible for the flats, right? And he's also responsible for the force in the run. Why it has hook flat, right, curl flat. But the hook curl guy expands. Once somebody expands his zone, he never sees him. That is football one-on-one. That is elementary, junior high, peewee league football. And, and Russell Wilson missing it there. So, obviously, a very bad night for him. But Sean Payton didn't have a great night either. For those of you who didn't see, and, and if this had been a much closer game, I think this would have been a much bigger deal. Let me show you how the first half ended. It wasn't in the highlight because it took a lot of setting up. 
But this is the Broncos with the ball near midfield, third and five. Chris Jones is going to sack Russell Wilson. And then inexplicably, Denver called timeout, not Kansas City. Denver did. And then after a bad punt, Casey winds up turning it into a long field goal. After the game, Sean Payton explained why he called the timeout. That's a boneheaded mistake by me. They were calling one as well, and I'm off it down. But that, that, that was stupid. Well, he never takes full responsibility. Yeah, man, they were calling one as well. He always deflects, right? Oh no! Like, I mean, take yeah. it, take it to yourself, man. Like I messed I thought, up. I thought he was just saying that as a way of saying even worse mistake. Like I could have just let them call it. But I, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, does that I mean, to be clear, when he says off a down, he thought it was it was, it was now not third down. Yeah. When in actuality it was fourth down. He calls a timeout, and the Chiefs turn it into three points. Greeny, I'm screaming at my TV like in 30 years. I've never seen that before. You're punting and stopping the clock at the same time. What's really scary, though, candidly, is nobody on that staff is comfortable to tell Sean you're making a mistake. No one – he's like beyond reproach right now. Like, he made a huge mistake, and no one's there to be able to tap on the shoulder. Hey, coach, let the clock run. That was a sack, not an incomplete pass. Let the clock run. Let's get out of the half. Yeah. He gave them three points. Yeah, yeah, he gave them three points. They they needed to get – they barely got it, right? It was a 60-yard field goal. Yeah. So any any second, any extra timeout could have led to that. Look, it's a complete and total system failure from the top down in Denver right now. Uh, they couldn't have imagined it going this badly. Now that it has, they've become one of the most interesting teams in the league because of what they might do next. Yeah, super high-profile people – and this is when you start to figure out, because the relationship between Sean and Russell, let's face it, it was an arranged marriage. It's not mm-hmm. like the, the yeah. two of them selected each other. Although the one thing I will keep coming back to is that Sean Payton took that job knowing who the quarterback right. was, knowing what the franchise had invested in him, both financially and in trade capital, or excuse me, in draft capital. So the idea that he's going to walk in there and six games in going to say, sorry, guys, this wasn't my choice. I'm not 100% comfortable with right. that, Mike T. Yeah, agree. I see it differently. If I'm Sean Payton, it's no lose. If I resurrect Russell Wilson, I am the QB whisperer. If it doesn't work out, I got a massive five-year contract. I'll go get the next guy. I'm dealing from a position of strength. I get why he feels that way, but if you're the owner, if you're oh, the yeah. boss, you're willing to have him walk in there in six days. And into, Sean, right. I mean, Russell Wilson has yeah. been a very good player right. in the NFL. We've seen it. All right, The idea that he was never that good in the first place in a while. is not right. Just how good he was, I guess we could debate, but he wasn't this. Right. And if I'm Sean Payne, I'm saying, Mr. Walton, you know what? My job description isn't Russell Wilson. My job description is to build a championship team, and this team stinks, and I'm going to fix it. At some point, we have to turn the page on some of these older coaches, and he's living off reputation alone. He wasn't a great coach at his end of his um, New Orleans. He left them in salary cap hell, came here, and he's off more of, off reputation than actually accurately. I think sometimes we try and separate him from Mike McCarthy. We give Mike McCarthy all this criticism. They basically got the same damn resume. They do. Right? Yeah. But, you know, they had a Hall of Fame quarterback. So if you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you're going to trust him to pick the other quarterback. He didn't pick Drew Brees. Drew Brees was already somebody who proved that he can play in this league. And he would and he was having a great season until he got injured and, and they inherited him. But, you know, Sean Payton's not some guy that developed some great quarterback. When Drew Brees was done, he, he looked for the high heels to get out, of, get out of Dodge, right? So now you're going to trust him to go draft your next quarterback. I'm sure he had a whole presentation about how he can fix Russell Wilson and what the plan was with all the pieces that they have. Now you're telling me we, we got to sell off? That's not the presentation, the PowerPoint that you gave to me when you came in here. I'd like to have known what it was. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd like to have known what he said his plan was when he got there. One way or another, we'll have more on that as we go. But hold everything. With Game of the Night last night was actually in Philadelphia, where it absolutely sounded like... Uh, 
an SEC crowd. Oh, Joel Embiid is in the Oh, hell no. I can't see. I didn't pay all this money to sit behind a seven-footer. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom four. Phil's down one nothing. Nick Castellanos. What a series he's having. And watch the bat flip here. Phil's with a little attitude. And the crowd going crazy. How much do you love the powder blues, by the way? Love Bottom it. of five. Same score. Is that Pete Rose? No, it's Trey Turner with a solo shot. And another bat flip as the Phil's take a 2-1 lead and the crowd continues to roar. How about this one, Danny? We good with that? Yeah. A little style there. Bottom right. of six. Same score. Bases empty. Two out. Castellanos. He did it again. Castellanos is the first player ever with back-to-back multi-home run games in the postseason. Phillies take a 3-1 lead. And, oh, that one's got a little sauce on Top of seven. This was the best shot the Braves would have to get back in it. Ronald Acuna up. Bases loaded and two out. It might be. It could be. It isn't. How about the catch? <laughs> Johan Rojas. What do you think, Bartholomew? Well, a little dramatic at the end. Of the <laughs> okay, it's all good. You're running the win. Swag out, swag out. Top of nine. Three-two is the score. Runners at the corners. And there's your ball game. He went. He can't hold it up. Phillies win it 3-1. They head back to the NLCS for the second straight year. Look at the celebration in the Phillies clubhouse as they eliminate the Braves and on they go to the NLCS. Braves, just the latest team to go home early after a great season. The top five teams in baseball this year went 1-13 in the playoffs. It's the first time ever none of the top five teams reach the LCS. Coming up is Monday night a must win for Dak in Dallas. Can he bounce back against Herbert and the Chargers? We'll answer that question. Plus this one, Jalen Hurts and the unbeaten Eagles. Are they on upset alert? Can Zach and the Jets do something they've never done before? Anyone? Anyone? I'll take it, Greedy. Okay, I'll try. Oh, no. We're back with that more in a moment. It's Get Up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder.
Get Up is brought to you by the new series Goosebumps, now streaming on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Do you know what we haven't showed you yet? The craziest finish, not just of the night, maybe of the year. Houston, West Virginia last night, 42 points in the fourth quarter. Let's pick it up late. West Virginia down by 11. Garrett Green scrambling, looking, looking. Bart, take it himself. Hey, take it yourself. Touchdown. Converts the two-point conversion. It's a three-point game. 20 seconds left. Still down those three. This is a fourth and ten. Hudson Clement. Bart, he's gone. This is unbelievable. Great. They're not going to get the Greatest game of my life. West Virginia. But wait a minute. They get the traditional celebration penalty, so they get oh, extra wow. yards on the kickoff. Hold everything. We're not done. One chance left for Houston. Let's hear the call on the Hail Mary. Back to pass, Donovan Smith. Smith steps up in the pocket, unloads it, throws it all the way downfield into the end zone. Tip, and it is caught! Caught by the Cougars! Caught for a touchdown! Unbelievable! The ball is tipped up in the the game over. win the game on the final play! Unreal! You never bat the ball up. You bat the ball down, Greeny. Say that again. You always bat the ball down. You never bat it up. It's always the trailer that gets the, re- the, the, the deflection. Houston wins it. Again, oh, 42 points scored in the fourth quarter last night. What a crazy a start to the college football weekend. And tomorrow night, we've got the big one. we got Bo Nix. we got Michael Penix. we got Oregon and Washington on ABC in the ESPN app. 3.30 Eastern. College game day starts your morning from Seattle. 9 a.m. Eastern. Meanwhile, back to the NFL, DraftKings Sportsbook Predictions, brought to you by DraftKings. Here's our one for today. Tannenbaum, we've got Tua, more or less than 274 and a half passing yards against Carolina. Way over. Oh. Yeah, look, they are rolling on offense, and I don't see how Carolina can slow them down in Miami. They're struggling on offense, and I just think what Miami's doing, regardless of the fact that Devin A. is going to be missing some time, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, they're going to keep rolling. Feels like a low number, right? Yeah. Doesn't it feel like a somewhat a startlingly low number? Well, they're assuming that he's going to be resting after halftime. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Mike White be in. Graziano, let's go to Josh Allen against the Giants. 295 and a half total yards. More or fewer? I say more. I, look, they're coming off a loss as Buffalo. The Giants injury report looks like one of those long drugstore receipts you get. Like the, the number of names on there, you can barely fit them on one page. I think the Giants are in really bad shape. The Bills need the win. I think Josh Allen has a big night. All right, man, let's go one more. Bart, this one's near and dear to our hearts. Yes. Zach Wilson. More or less than .5 passing touchdowns against Philadelphia. I'm going to go more. I mean, they had to go out and get uh, Bradley Roby because they're struggling and thin on the uh, secondary. Um, I think this team can, you know, move the ball a little bit. You know, they're undefeated, but they're not. They don't look invincible. So I'm going to go more. That's okay. disrespectful to Zach. I, I'm going to go to. <laughs> I'm going to look down at my piece of paper here, and the words that have been written are: What is the blueprint? For the Jets to spring an upset over Philly. That, that's the question I've been told to ask you. Well, what is it? How well, do we win this game? Well, honestly, to me, it's, it's feeding Brees the beast, right? And you know, like, Brees like, Lightning. You know, you know, last, you know, you're talking he's averaging seven yards a carry. I think, you know, they're really starting to find some things. I think the ABT injury, you know, really, you know, hurts. But, you know, Max Mitchell played well last last year. I think, um, you know, you look at Becton. Becton has uh, had his best uh, game as a left tackle. You know, feed Brees the beast, shorten the game. And that defense is going to have to step up. They're very similar to that Washington team that, that kind of gave 
you know, uh, Philly a run for their money. They have to take the same blueprint out, but they're going to have to score in the red zone. Graz, if there's one thing that gives me some hope, it is what you're about to tell us about maybe the best player on the Eagles defense. Jalen Carter, the rookie defensive tackle, showed up on the injury report yesterday with an ankle injury, did not practice. Practice the day before. Anytime somebody goes that direction on the injury report during the week, it's a it's an alarm bell. So we'll see what happens today. Fletcher Cox already banged up. If they are banged up in the middle of that defensive line, then maybe there is a way for Brees Hall to break a couple big ones. Greedy, that's perfect. The Jet defense has been good this year, not great. So let's play keep away. Give the ball to Brees yes. Hall. Attack the middle of that defense. That's the way to win this game. 38 minutes or more of time and possession. The problem is with Brees, you don't play keep away because he scores on one play. <laughs> exactly. good, good problems to have. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's what I will say. Again, the Jets, we could put the picks up on the screen. Uh, the Jets are a seven-point favorite They scratch miles out. They scratch oh, miles out. got a couple of picks on the Jets. True right? believers. The, the ultimate homers, I'll live with it. That's no problem. Here's what I've been saying all week long about Zach. They've got to let him play and live with the mistakes. You know what Zach is? He's Josh Allen's mini-me. He, he should be doing all of that. He, I mean, Josh Allen is 6'4 and 250, whatever he is. Mm-hmm. And Zach is a much smaller version. But he's going to run around. He's going to make crazy plays. He's going to make unbelievable throws. And then every once in a while, he's going to make the kind of mistake that makes you say, what on earth is he doing? You have to, you have to let him be that. Because you can't – the Jets aren't the 85 Bears yep. defense. You're not going to beat this team 13-10. to 10. I say let him try and make some plays, hope that some of them turn into big plays, and live with a few of the mistakes. You know, Greeny, that can work, though, if Robert Saul walks into that defensive meeting room and says, hey, fellas, we got to step it up a notch or two. It's been good. It has to be great. So when that happens and we pay the Zach Wilson tax and fumble the ball or turn it over, bail me out. If you do that, we got a real shot. No, see, see, I believe that the Jets' defense have to make the necessary adjustment. They have to understand how they've been attacked the last two weeks. It's been screens and, and quarterbacks scrambling, and they're facing a very mobile quarterback this week. These linebackers can't get the tremendous depth that they've been getting. They've been getting too deep in their zones, and, and quarterbacks have been hurting. It was Mahomes, you know, that that really hurt them, you know, on the um, – on the scramble. Yeah, yeah on the, on the scramble, right? Yeah. And, and they've been getting too much depth. And Russell Wilson hurt him early in the game. I think they have to come up and, and make the necessary adjustment. You got hope for me, Garziano? Yes or no? I mean, I don't see it. Obviously, weird things happen in this league all the time. And if the Eagles are banged up on defense and the Jets can – where are the Jets better than the Eagles, right? That's a question. I think Brees Hall – They're linebacker. Hall, They're better at linebacker. All right. And I think Brees Hall is probably, you know, better than what they have at running back. So – and I, I think that's their recipe. Run it with him, feed him, see, but, and hope that. See, but the thing is, quick, the, the, quick. the thing is, Philly knows that, right? So we yeah. seen Zach win two different ways. They they forced him to throw the ball against Kansas City. They forced him to run the ball against Denver, and they was able to win two different ways. <laughs> throw it on first down. Be aggressive. Live with the turnovers and try and win a high-scoring game. Nice Don't move. give up. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet five dollars and pocket two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat SGP every day. Download the app and use the promo code GETUP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Coming up, will the D and Big D stand for Dak bouncing back in L.A.? And what do we do if somehow it does not? We're talking about that, and Chris Canty will join the conversation next. Get up on ESPN.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com we're at the bottom of the hour get up game of the night last night in kansas city chris canty has made his way here the chiefs looking to make their 16th straight win over the broncos donna kelsey in the house among others <laughs> just under six minutes left in the first quarter chris russell wilson what do we have here yeah russell wilson is dropping back the pass and he's got to see that defender cutting under that receiver jerry Judy. that is an inexplicable mistake by russ clean pocket he's got to be able to assess and deliver the football or just get rid of it do no harm bart said the same thing nick bolton with the pick meanwhile travis kelsey had himself a really good night nine receptions 124 yards for Kelsey in prime time, and it was Brittany Mahomes, among others, celebrating his big night. Later in the drive, Chiefs, third and goal at the Denver three. It's Kadarius Toney with the touchdown. Yeah, Giants fans of virtualized Kadarius Toney finding his new life in his second season, second tenure with the Kansas City Chiefs. That was the lone touchdown, one of five for the Chiefs in the red zone. 16-0 in favor of Kansas City. Broncos again, Russell Wilson, maybe that one's not much. His fault on the tip ball, his second interception of the night. He throws for just 95 yards. Broncos got a late touchdown, otherwise it would have been a shutout. 19-8 is the final, and so Denver falls to 1-5 on the season. Worst start for the Broncos since 1994. Bear in mind that includes the Nathaniel Hackett season. <laughs> They've allowed over 33 points a game this year, which ranks last in the NFL. But the reality of it is, Chris Canty, for much of the, well, let's say the first month of this season, it was easy to blame the defense. They were historically bad. The reality is the defense didn't lose them the game last week against the Jets, and the defense didn't lose them the game last night. You hold Kansas City to 19 points. Who's that game on last That's night? That's on Russell Wilson. Now, Sean Payton didn't cover himself in glory on the possession they had before halftime. You got stopped on third and five. It was a sack by Chris Jones. You forget what down it was and yeah. call a timeout and save time for the Chiefs to position themselves to get a 60-yard Harrison Butker field goal. 
inexcusable. Good players can't overcome bad coaching. I get it. But Russell Wilson, the two interceptions, they were all on him. That defender that's coming unblocked, you got to find a way to work that football around him or just don't throw it. But again, another situation where he's putting the football in harm's way. And, G, the one that is a mind-boggling gaffe by the quarterback, the first drive of the game, you work the ball in the plus territory, it's fourth and three. What the hell are you doing, Russ? Throw the football. Give somebody a chance to make a play on it. Give somebody, give the refs a chance to call defensive holding or DPI or, to, to, to take a punt. sack and to go out of bounds. That is inexplicable. It doesn't make any sense. Now, even an interception there is better. Right, it's better. It's a punt. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So th- right. those are the things that a quarterback that's 34 years old and that's making 48 and a half million dollars has got to be better in situational awareness, being able to execute. Everybody wanted to point to the numbers earlier this week and say that Russell Wilson is having a bounce back year. To me, last night's game is evidence that you can't just look at the numbers. You actually got to look at the tape, and Russell Wilson has not been good. I am not impressed with him putting up garbage time stats that are meaningless when it comes to your team's overall success. I tried saying that this week, and everybody yelled at me. I mean, I, look, I, got, I have been summarily yelled at for trying to say that this week, and people want to show me, oh, his numbers are just as good as Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I watch the games. It doesn't look Patrick Mahomes, again, here's the tip picked here. So, so Bart, as you sit here and analyze, let's say we had never seen Russell Wilson before because his past is so confusing that it sort of skews the evaluation. If you just evaluated what we've seen this year and we see last night, what would you say? I'd say he looks like an inexperienced quarterback that had bad decision-making, right? We talk about the first interception. You know, soft play action, he predetermined where he was going with that ball. Maybe he wanted to get Jerry Judy involved and get him a happy. But when you talk about it, it's basically cover three. In the curl flat, defender goes to the flat. And the hook curl player expands. Here's so the he, and he's eyeing the whole time. He's not working anybody's eyes. It's a two-man route, max protector, so he has time. See the late check down right there? That's where the ball should go once you see that the hook curl player is expanding from the hook. So right here, curl flat player. He goes to the flats because he sees the, the, the flat route. The hook curl player expands to two. That's where the ball is going. He, he, he eyed his, his, his receiver down the whole time. Easy pick by the linebacker. I agree. What's really interesting about Bart's point from an evaluation standpoint, you want to see week-to-week progress. Last week in the Jet game, Sean Payne's yelling at Russell Wilson, you're hot to the back, you're hot yep. to the back. And that's when that fumble ended the game. To Bart's point, that's exactly what happened last night. He could have just checked it down to the back. So yep. tell Canty what you told me earlier. You believe Sean Payton is saying this morning to the people who pay his salary. I am beholden to nobody. I inherited this mess. It is not <laughs> my fault. And they could be benched. I got 18 days to trade whoever I want. Man. Jerry Judy, Russell Wilson, despite his contractual complexities, they are all available, Mr. Walton. I have five years. I will fix it, but I need a clean slate. If he can find somebody to take Russell Wilson's contract, he should go in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, man. There is no way they're moving that. Great. Although I will say this. We're seeing more and more of this in the league. If they eat a large portion of that $17 million, that could potentially change the dynamic. You know what? This is worth people watching, right? Because Russell Wilson's got a – a 2025 injury guarantee of, of, of like a $37 million salary. Yes. If he were to get hurt playing this year, and they're on the hook for not just guaranteed money in 24, but also 25. Right. So you keep an eye. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the right? fifth day of the new league year in 2024. Yeah. So that's something that you got to watch. That's a lot of money that the Broncos would be on the hook for. If you're Sean Payton, you're saying, hey, guys, I want to bench Russell Wilson to send a message to my locker room. And in the process, I'm going to save y'all some money, too. So I, I get all of that. 
Here's the question I want to ask. Yep. Anyone watching the game can say, boy, that quarterback looks terrible last night, and we can sit here and say that. You don't need us to tell you that. Here's the question I want to ask you. Sean Payton comes in, and boy, he had a lot to say when they hired him, right? And I get it. He was an analyst. It was, Rex has had a lot to say also. And, and he, but Sean Payton, he's got a lot to say. He comes in there, and quite candidly, that team is worse. They're not better than they were a year ago. They're worse than they were a year ago. Russell Wilson, maybe a little bit better in some games. Last night, not so much. We talked about him missing up the downs last night and calling the timeout when he shouldn't. We played the soundbite earlier. Terrible mistake. I, I guess mistakes happen. The question is, how much of the responsibility should fall on Sean Payton as he's walking into his, his bosses and saying, get rid of all these guys, they're the problem, it's not me. Not a lot of it. Not a lot of the responsibility is going to fall on him as long as Russell Wilson is there. Russell Wilson is the fall guy for Sean Payton. Mm. It was always going to be that way this season coming in. Russell Wilson was bad when they gave him all the control under Nat Hackett in his first year in Denver. And so now ownership is looking at it and saying, we made this commitment to Sean Payton because he said that he could try to get us turned around. But I think, honestly, if you're talking about the front office with the head coach and ownership, they were closer to a rebuild than everybody else understood. And I think Sean is saying, this is the evidence. What we're doing is the body of work, which is why they're stripping Son, it down but, around. But, but here's where I push back, yeah. though, because you can have a rebuild and still show improvement. Right. I don't see this team getting better. You, there's no oh, offense. Did, there's, there's no place you can say, hey, these young players are actually getting better. They're going backwards. But they're getting rid of players around him. They got rid of Randy Gregory two weeks ago. They're right. shopping Fra Frank Clark. Yep. Jerry Judy is thought to be on an auction yep. block. They are stripping Justin this thing Simmons, down, and, and Russell Cole. Wilson is still trying yeah. to live in the house. But it's basically, it's basically because of the decisions <laughs> that he's made, because he made the decision to bring in Van Joseph and not hire Rex Ryan. He made the decision. I'm sure he had a whole PowerPoint presentation when he was talking about how he's going to make Russell Wilson the next Drew Brees and all that type of stuff. Listen, he wasn't a good coach, you know, at the – at his end of his tender with the Saints, right? He's living off reputation. He's running an old offense. The league has passed him by. He has to hit the refresh button on them old-ass plays that he's going because nobody's falling for them old banana in the tailpipe. Quick trip. question. Did I miss a meeting? When Russell Wilson got to Denver, weren't we talking about them the like best a team that was going to go to the Super Bowl? Yes. Wasn't it? Didn't we, didn't we all think Aaron we thought Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers wanted was coming, to go there Watson because there was there. so much talent there, so much talent in Denver? That wasn't 20 years ago. We're not talking about the Orange Crush. That was a that was a year and change ago. It now it's a total teardown. Well, hold, 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 hold on, Greedy. We sat them? here. We sat here this spring when they made the hire for Sean Payton, and I told you this is going to be a conflict when it comes to the two players. The, the quarterback and the head coach right. stylistically. Right. They did not blend. Sean Payton is very much so play within the structure of offense, quarterback hit your back foot, get the ball out and on time, two and a half seconds or less. Russell Wilson made his name off of second reaction plays, right. okay. using the legs, using the athleticism to extend the down. Those two things don't go together okay. well, hey. and that's what we're seeing play out. But great coaches do what? They adjust their system to the personnel they have. So quit talking about what another man did in his coaching job. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Just to be fair, right? Like, you're not talking about a 25-year-old Russell Wilson, right? If he's going to still extend plays at 34, it's not going to look like it used to look. So I'm not, I mean, you're not absolving Sean Payton of anything, but I think Russell Wilson might not have been – you know, fixable when Sean Payton got there. And if that's the case, that's not what he then I think, though. you know, Mike T's been making this point since the offseason. 
I don't think it's out of the question that at some point this this season you see Jared Stidham for a couple. One of them is a square peg and the other one is a round hole. I always forget which one doesn't go in what. But whichever <laughs> way it is, it doesn't work. All right, yeah. before we let Chris go, let's play that game that is sweeping the It's called can he or can't he? Here we go. Can Zach Wilson pull off the upset against the Eagles? Can he or can't he? I'm sorry, G, but he can't. It's not going to happen for Zach Wilson. The reality is that this is a really good defense from the Philadelphia Eagles, and the best player on their team is Jalen Carter. Their defensive tackle, he leads all defensive tackles with interior pass rush wins. One of the things that Zach was able to have success with is being able to use play action, but you got to run the football to be able to do that. The Eagles have the number one run defense in the NFL. All right, so what I heard there was you think there's a chance. Uh, Next, (laughs) can Justin Fields and the Bears upset the Vikings? Can he or can't he? Yeah, if Justin Fields, number one, throws the ball to DJ Moore, number two, it was a simple formula. You look at the last couple of weeks against the Denver Broncos, against the Washington Commanders, they had a ton of success. DJ Moore had a career night, over 200 yards receiving. As long as Justin Fields does that, throwing the ball to DJ Moore, giving them a chance, they can upset the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I liked him in this game. One more. Can Dak Prescott bounce back on Monday night against the Chargers? Can he or can't he? He can, G, and I'm not saying that based on any other tangible evidence. I'm saying that because if he doesn't, can you imagine the conversations around in Dallas? All of a sudden, we're talking about the all-time CYA finger-pointing sessions with the volume on the conversation being turned up around whether or not the Cowboys can realize expectations with Dak as the quarterback. All right, Chris Canty, unsportsmanlike, every weekday morning on ESPN Radio. Coast to coast, outstanding to see you as always. Thank you, my man. Meanwhile, we're going to talk about the Cowboys coming up next. Can Dak Prescott bounce back? And to the point Chris just made, Graziano, what's our conversation going to sound like Tuesday morning if he doesn't? I shudder to think we're talking about it next. Get this thing going. Give me some reason to think the Jets can stun the world Sunday afternoon. Any given Sunday? (laughs) I own you. There you go. Hardy, what the fudge, man? Lincoln Riley has promised a change, and he hasn't really delivered it. Heather, it's all yours. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let Paul get a drink of water. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Love on the rocks. Ain't no big surprise. Just pour me a drink and I'll tell you some There you go. Will Russ prove to be merely a pawn, or did these two last as long as Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn? Oh, God, no. Good heavens. A little Dr. Dre, a little Dr. Seuss. Drop the album, man. I'm sexy great. This is what happens when y'all go in the makeup room together. Y'all all get high. I like bad, Jeff. Can I make up a rhyme? You better believe I can. What's that, Bish? We call him the Bishop, so she said Bish. Bish. Just to be clear, we're going to need some real therapy. (laughs) Then what happens, Bishop? (laughs) It is quite literally sweeping the nation. I got. I'm working on my. I'm working on my moves. You gave it a shot. I, I tell you right now, Tannenbaum. You and me, and we we do like a dance off to that for charity. Absolutely, no one will watch it. It'll be the worst television in history. You're gonna put me back in the corner. At some point today, you're going back in the corner. Okay. Looking ahead to Sunday and the NFL weekend. The next game is called "What Are the Chances?" We're looking for percentage answers here. Mike T. Giants, what are the chances they upset Buffalo? 1.8% greedy. 
<laughs> this team is beat up. I'm presuming that Daniel Jones may not play. Saquon Barkley, yeah. real questionable. Brian Dayball will have Kleenexes on the sideline, remembering what it was like to be coaching on the other side. I know Buffalo's not completely healthy, but they're home and they'll be ready to go. How about a game that might be interesting here, Bart? The Browns, one of the chances they upset unbeaten San Francisco. I'm going to go 40%. You talk about the best wow. defense in football right now. Miles Garrett is having a you know, all-pro defense player of the year. Zadarius Smith is a perfect complement to him. This is a team that is physical, one of the only teams in defense that can match that offense and be physical with them on the other side of the ball. Hmm. Okay, I like that one. It's an interesting game. Graziano. Bill Belichick and the Patriots, what are the chances they lose by 30 again against the Raiders? 0.0%, and that's not because of anything the Patriots are doing right now. The Raiders need two weeks to score 30. They've only scored uh, 18 in a game once this year, and haven't gone over that number. I just think this is going to be a low-scoring affair between a couple of teams that are really struggling. All right, so those are some I know the Raiders won last Interesting. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know how they're 2-3, and three, but somehow I don't know they either. are. Well, those are all interesting stuff. games on Sunday, but maybe the most interesting game comes on Monday night. The struggling Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we all know what happened to Dak Prescott against San Francisco. The season-high three interceptions. Now he's going to L.A. to play the Chargers. Yesterday, Damian Woody right here raising the following observation. How often do you see Dak Prescott making plays over and beyond the actual play call? We don't. I don't see it. It's not apparent on the, on the field. I, I'm calling it like I see it. I, when I don't see a guy being a, play, a playmaker who's getting broke off a bag, then I'm going to let you know what it is. Right. So, I mean, that was a significant debate that we got into between the first lady and the bishop over here on this <laughs> side of the table about how Dak broke off a bag and yet is still not able yeah. to elevate his teammates. When we watched the Cowboys and they got obliterated on Sunday night, how much of it is reasonable to lay at the feet of the quarterback? I mean, I think you have to lay at the, at the feet of the quarterback a lot of it, and a lot of it has to go to the feet of the offensive coordinator uh, who fired a great, young, innovative offensive coordinator and bringing back, like I said again, bringing back some of these old plays, no imagination, you know, no, no creativity, no innovation. You know, and, and so, like, it, they're married together, and I think they're going to rise or fall together as well. You know, oddly enough, you think calling this the, um, the more bowl, but also these are two head coaches that's going to be in this matchup that I think whichever team doesn't win, coach could be put on alert, right? Because you understand that the roster is, 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 is good rosters, but these coaches aren't being forced multipliers, as you know, Mike Tannenbaum always likes to say. Yeah, again, that's Brandon Staley in L.A., but let's deal with uh, Dallas for a moment yeah. here. And Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer is the offensive coordinator yeah. now. They let Kellen Moore go, and on he goes to the Chargers. But the question is this. Dan Orlovsky described their offense, the Cowboys' offense, as the worst thing you can be, which is predictable. Right. Everyone sees it coming. Is that how you see it? Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about with the, the, with the lack of motions and shifts and formations. It's not a lot of things that put a lot of stress on a defense. You know, whenever you don't do those things, and I'm, I'm able to communicate as a defender, understanding that I don't have to be tricked with all this trickeration, right? All this stuff that Miami does, mess with your eyes, the late motions and all that stuff, that forces you to communicate post and pre-snap. You know, Dan Graziano, Sometimes we talk about Jerry Jones like he's George Steinbrenner because they are so high profile and so bombastic yeah. and so quotable. But the reality is, the one thing that Jerry is not usually is reactionary. Like yeah. George Impulsive. would just, he would right. fire people like he every would. 10 minutes. Jerry Jones does not make big, crazy moves despite what we think of him. 
Is there a scenario where you could see this thing going sideways enough this season? We know he's got Dan Quinn in the building, and we've talked a lot about that, and the world loves him. Is there a scenario where if this thing continues like this, you could see a change in season in Dallas? Oh, no, I don't think so. No chance. No, because I, he did that once. Was it Wade Phillips that he let yeah. go in season? And yeah, he's Jason spoken Garrett. about how he regrets that. He had Jason Garrett ready to go, and they thought Jason was a, was a great coaching prospect that they were ready to give the job to. So, no, I don't think in season. I, I think McCarthy gets the season. If they, were to, if they were to fall apart and miss the playoffs, I think all bets are kind of off at that point. But, no, I, I think I, – I agree with you. I covered Steinbrenner. Like, like it, it's different. And Jerry Jones, I think, will, will give him at least the year. If not. I, I guess, I mean, Mike, I feel like there's some, there's some heat here. Like, listen to what, he, what, what Bart just said. This offense has gotten worse. That's not debatable. I don't care what the stats say, anything. You watch this team play. Whenever they need their offense to play big, they don't win. It's that simple. Yeah, but let me push back here because this time of year you say, how do we improve? And I understand the scheme could be better. Agreed. However, we've seen a lot of injuries and teams are scrambling. How Trayvon Diggs or... You know, uh, all these other guys getting hurt, Jalen Ramsey, they have solutions, specifically Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks only has nine catches for 73 yards. And as Hembo reminded me, so far, only two touchdowns and four interceptions to the Cowboy wide receivers. Their solutions are there. They got to get the ball, Brandon Cooks. But but you're making my point, I feel like, for me. Whose fault is that? Well, it's it's a combination of both (laughs) McCarthy and, obviously, Dak. But to me, if you could get them the ball, they could actually make the plays they need to be made. Brandon Cook has been traded for more first-round draft picks than anybody in the history of sports. Right. And every team that he's going to has found a way to get 1,000 yards out of him. Yet, the Cowboys have found a way to make him invisible. That is something that is on the coordinator and on the head coach. You have to make a conscious effort to get him involved in the game, and they haven't been able to do that. They can't even get their main guy, CeeDee Lamb, the ball. I think they're really missing the fact that they let Dalton Schultz go, and it's largely because they had to pay Dak Prescott, and those uh, credit card bills are coming due. They're having this weird season with the offense, right? Because there's been three games where they kind of didn't need it, right? The Giants game, the Jets game, the Patriots game. They're scoring on defense. They're up big early. The pass rush can just go crazy, and then the offenses just don't mess it up. And then the two games where they needed Dak and the offense to do something, they couldn't do it, right? The loss to Arizona and then obviously the debacle last week to San Francisco. So they aren't in any kind of offensive rhythm, and that's no excuse. But the fact of the matter is I, I don't think we've seen this offense operate the way that they set it up and that they intend it to. I think the Chargers offer them that opportunity on Monday night. Yeah. The Chargers have good they – have, they have big-time names on defense and played like it, right. right? So I think there will be opportunities to take advantage of that. I think it will be a close enough game that you won't be in a situation like they were in against those other teams that we just named where they, where they went up big early and really just asked Dak not to, not to do anything the, wrong. The, quick final word. Well, the reality is that, you know, they're looking at a wild card. And, they, and if they are a wild card, they're either going to face Philadelphia or San Francisco in the first round, yeah. which we know what that story ends like. And what, and what are you going to say with a quarterback that you paid a lot of money that you get the same result? You can get a lot of guys there. Trey Lance is there for a reason. Oh, and they may have to you know, oh, tear it down. Well, well, they may have to tear it down and build a different way with a cheap quarterback. So Super quick. I'm with Dominique Foxworth. He's a good player, and Trey Lance is not Dak Prescott. I didn't say right. that. The only thing, we, the only good news for Dallas is it's super early. They've got oh, yeah. three months to get this thing figured out. We'll see if they will. Three and two. In the meantime, last night, Travis and Tay Tay were into it. Russ and Sean were not. There's a lot to unpack from a Thursday night thumping, and we're just the ones to do it. That's next. RC will join the conversation. Get up on ESPN.